There may be no better master of disguise than the modern-day adult who is functionally illiterate. Hi, I'm Brian Wright, the president of Sin Relief. A recent poll found eight out of every 10 Americans answered no to the question, do you know someone who is unable to read and write? And yet when you learn that in the U.S. alone, there are 36 million adults who can't read above the third grade level, well, there's actually a very good chance you might know someone who is what experts call a low-level reader. Claudine Boatman grew up with a mother and father who were low-level readers, and she saw the elaborate steps they took to survive in a world where reading and writing are a necessary part of everyday life. She watched how our family disguised their problem, and when she grew up, she decided no one should have to live like that. But that's not exactly why she got a master's degree in literacy training. And that's not exactly why she started training volunteers how to teach adults to read and write. Claudine has given her life to literacy because based on what she's seen, literacy is the best way to lead someone to a relationship with Christ. If you don't believe it, just listen to her story of hope. Even before she was old enough to understand the metaphor, Claudine Boatman could read the handwriting on the wall. I remember my eighth birthday, my mom being away, and I got a birthday card from her. But it was very disjointed, very um, full of misspellings and things like that. Somehow, even then, Claudine knew what she would become. That memory kind of stuck with me, and uh, I, I swore I would never be a teacher, but it seemed like everywhere I looked, there was evidence of illiteracy. Her mother, her father, her aunts, her uncles, even random passers-by for as long as she can remember, everywhere she looked, Claudine saw people who had trouble reading and writing. One vivid memory that I have, I remember shopping in the grocery store and seeing a, a teenage girl and they had cases of yogurt and she was pointing to a, a yogurt and she said, celery yogurt, yuck. And whoever was with her said, where, where do you see that? And she pointed again to this container and the woman said, that's strawberry rhubarb. And so I knew that she couldn't read that. In the beginning, there was Claudine. It's something that started in childhood and it's something that will never leave because that's what I'm called to do. I'm called to share the gospel. And that's, that's the whole purpose of Literacy Missions Ministries. And then after Claudine came Cheryl. And then Annetta. And then... On and on and on. I can't imagine my life without them because we're, we're harvest workers. And I wish people knew that eternity is different every time one of our volunteers shares the gospel. 
On this episode of Stories of Hope, we bring you two stories about the gospel surprises that inevitably come when a tutor meets a student. This is episode number 67, Reading, Writing, and Relationship. Claudine Boatman has heard it all. I left my glasses at home. I don't like reading out loud. I always just order the same thing. These are the imaginary excuses people hide behind when they can't read or write. It's shameful if you are American-born and you can't read and write your own language. It's one of those problems that you try to hide, partly because of shame and partly because you feel so inadequate or like something about you is broken that can't be fixed. But there are about a third of our population that cannot read and write at a functional level so that they can take bus lines or read medicine bottles or follow directions on a job application. And I realized that that was a need and that I could make a difference. Today, Claudine trains volunteers how to tutor what she calls low-level readers, and she shows those volunteers how to share the gospel as they do so. We have an 11-hour basic workshop in which we teach our participants to teach someone to read or to help someone with school and how to share their testimony without using churchy language. Because the whole idea of literacy ministry isn't teaching someone to read or to speak English or to do better in school. The whole purpose is to share Jesus Christ using these literacy skills as vehicles to the gospel. Several years ago, Annetta Willis attended one of those basic training workshops. She showed up with low expectations. After all, the only reason she went is because her pastor told her to go. And yet now, she has an almost impossible-to-believe story about what happened next. As Annetta tells it, it really started 60 years ago, when her mother Linda was a little girl in a hard place. In small-town Mississippi, Utica, Mississippi, is where she was born and raised. If a child, especially a little black, dark-skinned girl like my mother, was behind academically, they would get looked over, they would get talked about, they would get ridiculed. Um, And so she had a lot of things working against her. And so um, instead of asking for help, she just allowed herself to, you know, get looked over. And so she was carrying so many negative emotions behind not being able to read. She would take one of us with her pretty much anywhere. 
any kind of situation where there might be a reading or writing opportunity, we would go and we would just fill out any kind of application or anything for her just to make sure it wouldn't be like an embarrassing moment. She really did the best she could with us. She did a lot of manual labor jobs, doing cleaning at hotels, things that did not require um, any kind of educational academic background. That was just a way of her being able to keep her pride, work a job, take care of her family. But we really had a very, very strained relationship because I, I just growing up, she seemed like she was angry <laughs> most of the time, like you're angry. But um, yeah, my mom didn't have a great relationship. And, um, you know, she was not saved. You know, she would go to church sometimes, but um, she was she had, did not know the Lord for herself. And I didn't care to teach her anything. I didn't care to because 25 years ago, I, I don't even know how me and my mom were speaking. So um, my pastor, he just kind of volunteered some of his leaders to say, hey, um, the Southwest Atlanta Baptist um, Association is having an adult reading and writing workshop. And so I went and um, I was just floored by the material, by how easy it was to learn. So I learned and I just sucked it all up and um, got certified as a um, as a tutor. And so um, it just like, ding, my mom, you know, quickly, I just started to think, oh my God, my mom could really use this. And so um, I just asked her if I could, you know, start the process of getting her in a, in a mindset of wanting to get to the next level in her reading. And um, I, I don't know if she was just waiting, you know, for that opportunity, but she took it. And um, that began to mend the relationship that I had with my mom. Um, she started getting much better with her reading. She started reading the Bible more, um, even reading out loud. And then I, I started to have more compassion for my mom. I want her to have what I have, you know. I want for my mom what I want for myself which is an intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior. And so I just started asking her the questions about what if she believed and what did she believe. And so I was able to lead her to Christ. And now she has her own personal relationship with Jesus. Um, and our relationship is better and stronger than it ever has been. It's amazing what God will do um, through what you, I, I, I had no desire to go to this first training that, that I was volunteering to go to. But that set the stage for everything. Not only did my mom was able to learn how to read better, but she came to know Jesus. And now our relationship is better than it has ever been. And so the fact that she now, um, has a, a foundation in reading, has a relationship with Jesus, and then has the relationship that she has with her children. It is nothing but the Lord. Annetta is one of hundreds of literacy mission tutors Claudine Boatman has trained. Cheryl Wilkinson is another. 
More than 20 years ago, Cheryl started an after-school tutoring ministry at her church in Oklahoma City. At the time, she never imagined anything like this would ever happen. Here's Cheryl. My college background, I have a master's degree in speech-language pathology, and I was teaching third grade Sunday school, and I saw kids who couldn't read their Bibles well. And I was like, well, with my background, I ought to be able to tutor a kid. And I knew there was um, a lady in our church who did some stuff with literacy. So I inquired of her, and it dawned on us that God wanted us to kind of start a whole ministry. Our pastor was all over it, and uh, so we trained 12 tutors and we launched. There's one family in particular of whom we had three of their kids as members of tutoring. And when we first met them, that was like 2007. Um, you know, they at that time they were first grade, second grade, and fifth grade, two girls and a boy. And there were lots of needs, you know. Um, but they were easy to love, even though sometimes the needs were so hard. The mom, Andrea, she considers us her family. And these three kids are the youngest of 10 children that Andrea had. So when we got these kids in tutoring, these were her three youngest. And so they stayed with us for like the next six years, you know. The next to the youngest, she eventually graduated from high school and was the first of the 10 children to actually graduate from high school. And then two years later, the youngest, she graduated from high school as well. So there are lots of touches from our church Along the way there, all three of those kids prayed to receive the Lord. They all got baptized at our church and became church members. You know, the tutoring ministry has just been a, a doorway to that. In 2016, uh, one of Andrea's older sons was murdered in Oklahoma City. And, you know, tutors, who were aware of that. We went to the funeral, you know, ministered to the family, had the funeral at our church. That was 2016. In 2017, uh, one of her grandsons, uh, in 2017 was when he passed away at 18 months of age. And then last year, her oldest daughter, the oldest of the 10 children, uh, passed away suddenly. And then, if you can believe it, six weeks later after that, Two more of the daughters died together in a car accident. And one of those was um, our youngest that we had in tutoring. It was on her 21st birthday. And again, in the midst of that, you know, because of all the connections, which got started through our tutoring ministry, you know, there was a church family that came around them and it was tutors who contributed to that and get them through that hard time. And so now Andrea, she considers us her family and, you know, vice versa. To try to help 
kids in families like Andrea's, you know, to try to break that chain of generational poverty. We've learned we can't make it all go away at once. We can't solve all the problems, but we can be there to provide that next step and to try to provide some ladders out for the, the coming, you know, the, the younger generation. So to try to break that cycle somewhere along the way with something like increasing reading skills is a, a small thing, but a big thing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories of Hope. If you want to learn more about how you and your church can get involved in literacy missions, you can visit the National Literacy Missions Partnership at literacymissions.sbc.net. That's literacymissions.sbc.net. And if you want more practical tips on how you can meet needs and change lives, you can visit Sin Relief online at sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify Podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.